Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, I, my first reaction is just fuck yes, let's go. Socks versus Detroit. That's that's where it all starts. Because it all starts taking care of business in house in the central division. That's right. I'm a meatball. You got to bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're going to. Dallas Keiko Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm going to beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. It's a White Sox winner. White Sox fans, welcome into another edition of the Sox on Tap post game show. It's Johnny Nani alongside Tony Marchese discussing a demoralizing White Sox loss. Tony, I got to start this off and say that I'm usually pretty good with words, you know me, but I'm running out of adjectives to describe some of these losses. And tonight, demoralizing was the only one I could think of that came to mind. You're probably spot on. I think there's a lot of things that you could say as a White Sox fan about this ball game, Johnny. None of them are are really good. Um, if you want to try and sum it up quickly, you are a wordsmith of sorts. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. There's not a lot of things that are great and demoralizing is probably a very good term for where we're at right now. Yeah, uh, we already used soul-crushing earlier. I probably could have ran that one back, but we like to vary it up here on Sox on Tap, so that's what I went with. We're talking about a demoralizing White Sox loss. They fall 4-3 to three in 11 innings tonight in Baltimore. Um, before we get going here on the Sox on Tap postgame show, we've already got a couple in here. Thank you for doing that, but just about to mention, Go and subscribe on Tap Sportsnet on YouTube or like on Tap Sportsnet on Facebook. Join the comment section. We got another good one here. The season has officially become a debacle. Bucket hat 33. Thank you. Um, think that one's a good one for a future, um, you know, inevitable tragic White Sox loss. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into this game uh, in a little bit here, Tony. Um, man, it's just tough on his stomach um, when I'm sitting here thinking about it. Obviously, uh, we, we have plenty of, you know, crucial plays at different moments in this game, but. Um, Overall, your defense really, really lets you down, and it shows when you don't score enough runs, and that is the exact formula that bit the White Sox in the ass tonight. I'm just looking at Sal's comment right now. So I am it, broken, Sal. Yeah. I'm, I'm very broken right now. I, 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 I'm, <laughs> I'm so broken, dude. I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, there's another one in here from our guy, Mike. I can't wait to talk about one-armed Luis Robert tonight. There, right. There's so many things that we've got to get to here. I am very broken. This is the most broken I've been. Um, I don't yeah, know how we, many beers deep I am, Johnny, but this is going to be an adventure. I think you're going to need at least like a six-pack more to get through this one. We got another one Let's here. See. Jake, Our guy, Jake Trojan. What's up, Jake? Thanks for commenting. He says, depressing, dejected, disheartening, discouraging, emasculating, crippling, debilitating. Have your pick. Uh, I believe there has been a mix of depressing for sure. Uh, but Might those have to other hire ones, that guy to work yeah, in it, uh, the uh, the White Sox writing department at Ontario yeah. Sportsnet with all those adjectives yeah, the, that those are out there, are, Johnny. You would love that. Right, I do, and at too least bad I, he's too bad yeah. he's playing minor league baseball right now. We, I think Jake Berger had <laughs> uh, a wrist injury that might prevent him from typing. But our guy Jake out there, uh, Jake Berger Trojan, uh, thank you for the comment. 
yeah, yeah, we appreciate it. So go ahead and jump in the comments, share your frustrations here. That's what we're here to do, vent about the White Sox on the Sox on Tap postgame show. So, Tony, as I mentioned, uh, 4-3 loss in extra innings tonight. Um, let's get into the game breakdown like we do, and obviously we'll come across these crucial points. It was a Lance Linday, and overall, I know there was an early mistake, but overall, you like what you see from when he goes six innings, three hits, two earned, two, excuse me, two runs, only one of them earned, one walk, uh, eight strikeouts, and uh, two of those runs came via the home run, but overall, Overall, um, I was satisfied with the Lance Lynn outing tonight, and it's just a shame that uh, they weren't able to fully lock it down uh, in the end. It is an absolute shame. If I'm Lance Lynn, I'm pretty pissed off about the end result of this game. Um, I listened to some of his comments in the locker room um, in the post game. He sounds pretty down. I'm going to try not to sound as down as Lance Lynn was uh, on this post-game show, but this was a good start from Lance, Johnny. Um, there were a lot of people questioning his stuff uh, coming back off the injury. He took a little bit of time to ramp up. I thought he gave you enough tonight to win you a ball game. Um, yeah, it's, it's rough to see this because I don't expect Lance Lynn to come out and be this absolute dominant force of a pitcher. I expect him to give you kind of what you see from Johnny Cueto almost, man. Like just keep yeah, the team in the length. ball game. See, yeah, a little less. A little length bit more strikeout, but yeah, a little yeah, more length. But yeah. I think at this point in his career, there's almost that sort of trajectory where you need to figure it out, and he's figuring it out as he goes along here, still being effective. This was a, a, a really good start from him. In comparison to what you saw earlier on, uh, 2022 Lance Lynn. So I was happy with what we saw out of our starter today. I will go just a slightly different and overall. Like I said, I just listed off the numbers there and preface that, but I do want to say I'd gotten on cease just a little bit the other night for the first inning stuff. And I don't get me wrong. I understand the first innings where, uh, you know, most runs in a baseball game are scored. When you go and look at it historically, uh, when you go and look at recent trends, all of that kind of stuff, obviously you've seen the white Sox score a bunch in the first innings here uh, as of late. However, um, you know, Leaving that fastball up there, that, that's just a killer. When you've got a guy on base and the guy lifts it out uh, to right field there uh, for a two-run shot, and it's like, God damn, hey, I think, God damn, why can't the White Sox do that with runners on base? Um, but then uh, on the flip side uh, to that, sure, that was a mistake, but Lance did settle down, uh, and that was the extent uh, of the damage uh, on him for the night. So uh, overall, I think I can be satisfied, and there's only you know three hits allowed. Uh, if you listen to this post-game show last night, Steve and I, when we were previewing the series finale, we talked about Lynn uh, possibility for more strikeouts tonight because there was a little more swing and miss in the Baltimore lineup. There you go. There you have it. If you need another reason to tune in to Sox on tap, we just spit facts only here, uh, Tony. We're, we're the facts machine. You have to be a fax machine sometimes, Johnny. You just, you just have to. I'm, I'm glad you and Steve got to talk about a win last night. I'm a little jealous right now. Yeah. That you yeah, guys I, got to talk about the win. I had the uh, the book ending losses. Right in this series that doesn't nothing's coming up tony right now yeah right so uh, we are we are we're not trying to sugarcoat any of this there's plenty of to get to but there was a little bit more positive stuff early on in the game hey interesting call tony larusa going to andrew vaughn in the leadoff spot you know it's only been his only second game of his career i believe that he hit in the leadoff uh role but he did deliver very first pitch of the game tony home run uh it did kind of carry him around and wasn't sure if it was a home run at first but that was a nice Hashtag set the tone moment. 
it was it was a great set the tone moment. I'll be honest, I missed it. I thought this game started at six ten. Didn't look at the schedule. Thought I had an extra five minutes to grab beers, get things set up. Wow. Turn the TV on. The Sox are up one nothing. You know, you talk about some of these these things. Didn't even get to really experience it. Actually, uh, saw it on the Twitter, Johnny. I missed that play. I was glad though that Andrew Vaughn came out there and set the tone. But man, I've got a real problem with set the tone these days, Johnny, because it seems like when the tone gets set, the Sox are failing nine times out of 10. When we're happy early, things don't seem to play out our way. I don't know what yeah. that is. The, is it a wrong tone setting? I don't know what's going on here, Johnny. I I, I can't figure it out. They're like, the, the White Sox are like, you know, you set the tone early, right? But then the White Sox are like the little kid that like climbs up over the front seat of the car and then fucks with all the buttons. So then the tone gets all out of whack. Yeah, we've got to, we've got to figure out a way to fix that though. You know, like right. there's got to be a way to continuously carry the message throughout the the, the next few innings there. I, I will say this, Andrew Vaughn in the leadoff spot, not your traditional guy. Our guy Besnick was out at the uh, the pregame show live, was talking to Ozzy a little bit about Andrew Vaughn in the leadoff spot. He shared some some video that he got of of Ozzy talking about this, Johnny. And in that video, he said this team doesn't have a lot of speed, so it doesn't really matter who you kind of throw there. I'm a big speed in the leadoff role guy. I, I, I would tend to agree with what Ozzy says, Johnny. There's not that traditional guy that's got the base running awareness, You're, the speed, the, the, the Scotty pods, typical type leadoff guy. Are, but if you have Andrew Vaughn there and he hits a home run, I don't think anybody's arguing with that right. result. And I think I, I'll just squash that argument right now, Tony. It's fine to prefer what you want in the leadoff spot, but I'll squash it and say that we had our guy there and Tim Anderson, but he's on the shelf uh, with a wrist injury. So that, that would kind of solve all of these and he would still be in the leadoff role, no doubt in my mind, if he were healthy. So uh, let's move on through the rest of this game, Tony, because there's a shit ton to talk about when we're going on this. White Sox, be Orioles bounce back after that. Uh, as I mentioned, the Lance Lynn home run that was given up, Santander blast went out to right field, two-run shot, puts Baltimore in the lead. And then we get a plethora of White Sox missed opportunities. They would not uh, score again until the seventh inning. Uh, just top of the third, top of the fourth, you get first and third with one out in the third. First and second one out in the fourth uh, missed opportunities overall in the night. Tony, um, this is going to play into our comment that our guy White Sox Sal just dropped in. But the White Sox go two for three with runners in scoring position. And he says, how about being more opportunistic? Thank you. That's my favorite. One of my favorite words in the English language. And the White Sox aren't able to do it consistently. Tony, make me sick. I don't have anything else to follow it up with, Johnny. I it, it's not good. It hasn't been good all year. It's quite honestly been pretty fucking terrible, if you ask me. Let's transition that into another hot topic here that, that we're going to have coming up here. And I know there's a, another instance later in the game where it might have been a little bit more uh, kind of 
flagrant, maybe if that's the word to describe it or, or uh, noticeable. But uh, when you're talking about that, I, I love the I love the adjectives the, that are flowing the, on tonight's show, Johnny. The, the top of Flagrant the third was fantastic. So I, I talked about a couple of those missed opportunities, though, Tony. And one of those was the top of the third. And I mentioned a first and third situation. But Robert is the one that comes up after that. You would think three hitter. Great. You know, Luis Robert, he's, you know, granted a little aggressive. However, he is a good hitter, He you know, when he's healthy. That is the key word there when he's healthy, uh, because. Tony Larissa really doesn't see that Robert has one arm. This has been going on two nights now. Once again, you listened to Socks on Tap last night. Tony, uh, Steve and I discussed at the end of it, Luis Robert swinging with like one hand. Um, and it's really awkward. And that left wrist is still bothering him, obviously. A very blatant, clear as day um, from that slide that he had. What was it almost you know two weeks ago now? Uh, we're talking about uh, on that Friday night game uh, against Detroit. And Tony, um, I think we were all clamoring for it since he was out of the lineup almost a week in between there. They should have just shelved him because obviously it's still bothering him. I, I know he got back in there and he's done a couple of things since then, but it, it, over this Baltimore series, it's been atrocious and blatantly obvious. And, and it just looks bad. It, it looks bad as a team, especially when that guy's in your three hole too. I would wholeheartedly agree with, with both of you. This is absolutely atrocious to me. This is more of an indictment on the White Sox training staff than anybody else. This is the same training staff that has guys not running out ground balls to first base because they want to save their legs for the stretch. We're in the fucking stretch. And here's a guy in the three hole. And, you know, it, it, it gets even weirder here, Johnny. Let's Let's go down the rabbit hole. There was a graphic that was released a couple of days ago about teams who, you know, have the amount of baseball analytics people within their organization. A couple of of months ago, the White Sox made it a point to let everybody know that your baseball analytics department was helping Tony La Russa make these lineups. They've made it a point throughout this season to say that your training staff is the reason why guys aren't running out ground balls. They've been so uber conservative with everything in terms of health with this team. Michael Kopech leaves a game at 85 pitches with a no hitter because they're trying to save him. They've been so snake bitten by every single one of these decisions that anybody's making on the data that they have. So in terms, I I understand people who want to make the argument, you, you work with the data. They've tried to do that. And they've made a point to tell you, we're looking at data here. We're trying to save these guys. We're trying to do. And every single time that they do that, the media will scream at TLR and say it's his fault. But on the same note, nobody's going after the fact that you have the least amount of baseball analytics people out of any major league ball club outside of one other team on your roster. And where's the resources to go and fix this? Ever since Herm Schneider's left, this team seemingly can't stay off of the IL after being right. one of the most healthy you, ball clubs for a long fucking time. 
I, I thought it was interesting. You even saw a little bit of like snarl uh, from Steve Stone. Um, you're talking about the injuries getting ridiculous and piling up. Um, I thought no that was intense. I, I thought that was interesting. Uh, getting the comments there uh, from the broadcast team itself it feels like Steve Stone might be, uh, you know, there in the last year. The contract might be on the way out. Uh, that, that's the kind of vibe that I get when I hear stuff like that. But obviously, Robert's hand still a problem. Something that we discussed last how, night. How was he in the lineup, Johnny? Right. It, how it, was he in the lineup with with a team you know, that is, it's is a, saving it's a, guys' legs? Why is Luis Robert up to bat swinging with one fucking hand? Right. It's a for two straight days. It, Tony, it makes it's a, no sense. It's a double-edged sword when you go and like think about that though because I will say like we were all kind of like, you know, wondering why the hell Robert was just sitting for like a week especially during that Astro series and luckily they were able to pull off two games during that stretch. Um however, and I know the end of that Detroit series too prior to that but we're all wondering, oh, like if Robert's here, like why can't he go? So we're all kind of clamoring for him to be in, right? Uh, but he never went on the IL. There was never a stint for it. And then he eventually comes back, and then it's like, okay, well, he's back, so you should play him. But then obviously you go and see shit like this, and then it's why the hell is he in the lineup? So it's just an interesting continuum of the discussion, Tony, uh, that, that we're sitting here having on the Sox on Tampa game show uh, on, you know, 1030 uh, on a Thursday night. And um, we're – gonna keep ripping our hair out over more things in this episode because that's not the only uh you know kind of uh misplay here all right we were on that subject because Luis robert came up in a spot uh in the third uh with runners in scoring position and a chance to uh give the white Sox some runs there but let's go white Sox were able to tie it up in the seventh um uh, it was on a Harrison grinding into a fielder's choice uh, that tied it up at the time. And then Jose Abreu, some MVP shit, taking the lead. He was only one for five tonight, but he did it when it counted. And this should have been the game-winning run, Tony. Should have been the game-winning run. And credit to Jose Abreu for doing what he's been doing all August, hitting a single, doing exactly what Frank Menachino wants him to do, Johnny, and driving a run in. I mean, this is... This is all you can ask for from Jose Abreu. I had, I did not have a lot of faith when he stepped up to the plate to get this done. Yeah, especially as, how he was chasing last night. Yes, yeah, but yeah, I, I did not have any faith in this. So I thought that was a really good thing when he came through there, at least for his confidence for this White Sox team. The, the feelings were great at that moment. The feelings were great right. because you have a chance to take the series – you as a White Sox fan are watching this, knowing that Cleveland lost tonight. Yep. And Minnesota the White was Sox, losing. I yep. And, 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 and like at that exact moment, the vibes were good. Like it felt good. Here's your MVP coming through when you need him in the clutch. We've had some problems with that lately. That's like a a, a, a page turn in a book. Unfortunately, people had to read some really scary stuff afterwards. But in that moment, as a consumer, you're sitting there going, okay, here we go. Right. And it should have been. So let's get to that situation, Tony. And uh, we go into, you know, a good job by uh, Ronaldo Lopez and Jimmy Lambert, James Lambeau, uh, shutting the door there uh, in their seventh and eighth innings, respectively. And then Liam Hendricks comes in, uh, he gets the first two outs and then it looks like he gets third out pop fly down the left field line adam angle in as a defensive replacement and angle just overruns the ball a little bit takes his eye off it maybe a little bit ball hits off the heel of his glove stays in play guess what what do you know home run uh you know 
that batter there. Um, Stowers first was it first home run of the year too. So of course, first that's home a, run of that's, his career. That, yeah, that's that's a very hashtag that's so White Sox moment there. But uh, in this one, Tony, go ahead, go ahead and blow it up the the Adam Angle play here because he I will say he did own up to it afterward. But that does not change the outcome here, and he should have locked down a White Sox victory and had been high fiving his teammates instead. Uh, now we're talking about having to answer for it in the post game show. I've said this before on this show, Johnny, the White Sox have not afforded themselves to have those kind of moments at this point in the season. If this is an April, May ball game, and I know people will jump on you and say, oh, well, these ball games matter too. Yeah, they do. They absolutely do. That's fine. But if the White Sox lose that ball game in April or May, I'm probably not as mad. And the reason why I'm not as mad is I mean, because still, there's a, yeah. You're still mad. Are you pissed though? Like, no, but this one pisses yeah, me like, off. Yeah. This one pisses me off because you're towards the end of your season. You know exactly what you're playing for. You're a guy who came in as a defensive replacement. And I've said this about Adam Engel for a long time. And I've given Adam Engel a lot of credit for right. improving with the bat and, and doing just some Things that I did not think that Adam Engel was going to do when he came up with the White Sox and and just didn't really do a lot on the offensive side of the game. He's gotten better there. But I've always said, back to our Shy Sox weekly days, Johnny, that a White Sox winning ball club would have Adam Engel as your late inning defensive replacement or a pinch runner. I've always said that. Did you disprove yourself here? Yeah, he had one job and he fucked yeah. it up. Yeah, I guess like, in the comments again. I'm a fucking heater in the comments here. I love it. That was what Adam Engel was supposed to be there for this White Sox team. It feels cursed, man. It honestly feels cursed because that's the guy who was supposed to come in and be able to make that catch. You know, we we talk about it, and I tweeted it after Eloy Jimenez would have made that catch. And people yeah, are wonder- like, oh, well, Adam Engel was worried about the wall. Well, guess what? Eli Jimenez wouldn't have been worried about a fucking wall. You've right seen into him run into after. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you've seen him run into a million walls. You want to get yeah, mad I, at like this is crazy stuff. This is absolutely crazy stuff. You can't make this up. You can't make it up. The guy who wouldn't have cared about a wall would have caught the ball and everybody would have yeah, been I, mad because he got injured. I, and then there's your your defensive specialist. That you bring in in the late ball game. There's not one person that I saw say online, "I'm mad that Tony Larusa brought Adam Engel into that situation." Right. Managed it fucking correctly. Yeah. Guess what? The result didn't work. Yeah. I want to see the same fucking passion and anger from people coming after TLR for bringing Adam Engel into yeah. that game because he lost it when he dropped that fucking ball. That's. Dude, right. the it, result is what the, matters. If the we scru- sit here and say... The scrutiny can carry over from the, the process, which I don't get me wrong. I understand that in the right decision-making process. I do understand that. But the scrutiny should carry over from there to the performance on the field, too. Sure, errors yes. happen sometimes, but get on them when it fucking happens. Like, yeah, sure, it's not, you know, it's not Tony LaRusso's fault that Adam Engel dropped the ball. It's Adam Engel's fault that Adam Engel dropped the ball, and he feels like shit about it, understandably so. But I agree with that passion sort of comment about it um i'll I'll, I'll double down on this yeah right man wrong spot last night we saw gavin sheets 
hit for himself when everybody was saying there's no reason that he should be in there to face a lefty. Sometimes when you manage on intuition and you have that feeling, you're going to be wrong. But the process still carries the same weight because it's it's the result that matters. Right man, wrong spot. Sometimes it's wrong man, right spot for him. And I, I really truly believe, Johnny, that TLR manages based a lot on intuition. And sometimes he goes with, with what the, the data set tells him. But tonight... I didn't see the hate for TLR I, putting Adam Angle in there. I, I don't think it was deserved. And, and like I said, I think it's that, not deserved for it, anybody to that, go after him that way. And that falls on Adam Angle. I know Adam Angle feels that as well, um, based on his comments uh, post game here. So um, that was not the end of this game, though, because that home run only tied it up in the ninth, Tony. Um, we don't need to trudge through uh, the extras too, too much in detail here. However, pretty wizard like job of Joe Kelly uh, in the 10th to escape that. Um, and then obviously White Sox giving it up. Uh, Jake Diekman in Santander brings in the game winning run. Um, but it, the thing that our guy, Jake Georgian brings up here, uh, you gotta, you gotta get one of those singles and extra through too. You don't advance a runner either time in extra innings. I was appalled that they didn't do it the first time. Then the second time I thought they can't even make outs correctly. If you're going to get out, don't pop out to the first baseman, hit a ground ball, on the first base side to second base. So your guy can get at least get over to third. If you're going to make an out even better, just hit the ball out of the ballpark or hit a single, whatever it may be, hit a double, anything. But it just, that is what really kind of chaps my ass there. You go and dig into sure. There was a little bit of, like I said, wizardry by Joe Kelly and whatnot there. But if we're talking about extra innings here, this is really what I want to get into. And the white Sox not even be able to advance a runner uh, with six outs to do so. I've got to go back here, Johnny, just a second and talk about Bautista for one second. This this kid is unreal. And you you want to talk about you, we, we said it in the first post game of this, you, Steve uh, and I. J- Jason Benetti creaming over the other team's players now. I'm I'm no, I'm not Jason Benetti creaming over the other team's players. I'm actually gonna call that out. So let's let's take two steps back and then we'll take one step forward. The Orioles, they're a good baseball team right now. Bautista is is definitely a problem for the White Sox. This dude reminds me a little bit of Jose Contreras, Johnny. That splitter, uh, I know that uh, Contreras threw the fork ball, but just the downward fucking trajectory of those pitches, very difficult for White Sox hitters. They're a good team. Give credit where credit's due. Now, where I'm pissed, that guy just went two innings against us. After going a multi, after going a multi-inning save, you know, or multi-inning situation in a previous game of the series, right? Yes. Yeah. Where the fuck is that for the White Sox? Where? Yeah. Where's the balls? Where? Why can you not have a guy that's able to go? I was told that when Liam Hendricks was signed, this is a guy that you could just use in the sixth or seventh inning to go multiple innings and, and get the job done because that's the highest leverage situation. Oh, you're going back to the training staff now and what they did. Now yeah, now we're just going to unravel this whole fucking thing. I saw Matt Spiegel, 670 the score, go after Jimmy Lambert in the eighth inning. Dude was fucking nails. 
he could have probably went too, and you could have saved Liam Hendricks for the 10th inning. Like, it's weird when you get to this point, Johnny, and you start to question some of this shit because other teams have the ability to throw guys like Class A, Bautista, uh, multiple innings, back-to-back dates, three, four days in a row. And then we look at our bullpen yeah. that we've spent – Enormous amounts of fucking money on, enormous amounts of money. Yeah, and if you, can't can't figure out how to get that job done. It makes no fucking if, sense. It if pisses you, me off. If you buy nice I'm toys, hashtag mad online. If you buy nice toys, shouldn't be you be allowed to play with them as much as you want, right? Yeah, but like, um, dude, I'm gonna. The I'm White Sox gonna, are the guy that buys yeah. the Hellcat and gets yeah. pulled over for going five over on a 35. Yeah, they they just cuck. They, they cuck big time, Tony. Uh, I'm gonna just going to go ahead and is something that Rick Hahn said to not deflect blame here. Um, and this isn't solely on tonight's loss. It's more of a general theme. I'm just going to go ahead and say that they'll just clear out the whole White Sox training staff, everything that's going on there. It's time to clear it out. I'm sorry. It might be some misplaced blame there. But it's time after seeing the the atrocities uh, that have gone on this year. Obviously, plenty of player injuries, and then you talk about usage like that. Uh, why can't we use guys uh, in that manner? So, and like you said, when Liam Hendricks is sold to you as a guy that oh he's you know gung ho wants to go all this and that. Um, I know he did have a little bit of an injury issue earlier this year uh, with forearm whatever, but. It's go time right now. And when the fuck else? What else are we saving it for? I know these guys have careers and whatever and this and that. But um, if you would have asked Liam Hendricks, I would have imagined that he would be the guy that wants to go um, all the time, especially when we're talking about this stuff. Um, so why is he not back out there for another inning, Johnny? Yeah. That, I don't know. I, we'll I know. I, was, I, know I know it worked. I know it worked. It was but... wizardry by Joe Kelly. Yeah. That, so that's that's what I go back to, and that's why I would just go ahead and say, "All right, adios." Here's here's your papers at the end of the year. Here's your walk papers. But um, Tony, uh, this one you you talked about the the rest. Looking around, you know, a scoreboard watching here. The Guardians lose. We can't get a final. I can hashtag confirm that the Twins lost as well. It is so inopportunistic when you go and miss a chance like that to go and gain some ground. So yeah, sure. The white Sox stay, you know, where it was, they didn't lose any ground tonight, but God damn. Um, and I know these guys got some tough series, but as I'm pretty sure Cleveland's out in Seattle for the extended weekend, I know Minnesota's in Houston or whatever. Um, but it, my God, you need to start making some jumps here. And this is the perfect night to do it. And it, Tony, for me, it gives me no faith at all that they'll be able to do it at any point uh, because we've been waiting and waiting and waiting on this. I don't, I, right now I don't feel like it's going to happen. And it's, it's a sinking feeling in my stomach. This is probably the most broken you'll get me on socks on tap. Although we have no idea what the next month holds. Um, <laughs> feels like we've been saying that since June, man. That, man, that, we have. We've been saying like, it since, since feels May. like the Motley Crue song. Same old story, same old situation, same old got, ball and I've chain. Got, I've, got so many pe- I've got so many people to blame. NWI Steve is probably at the top of my list. Just those deservedly the, the, so. The negative vibes that that man brings to this show and to the Twitter timeline. Like, I feel like we deserve this. Like, we're living in the story that he's writing. Um, I don't. I don't want to live there anymore, Johnny. I, I, I'm. I'm broken. I've had a lot of beers. I. I just need something. Demoralized. That be a word they use. Demoralized. I'm demoralized. I was trying to yep. stay away from the adjectives that you uh, 
had well, had on the. I mean, it's the, the title, title of the show. show. Yeah, yeah. You should, you, you should plug it a couple times. I mean, just you know, shameless. I'm, 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 I'm glad you brought it back. Sale in here. This team can't get any momentum. They hate momentum. They hate Lady Mo. It's ridiculous. They, I don't know what they did, but they, they definitely pissed her off. You would think that Tony Larusa out eating, you yeah, know, Jimmy seafood, seafood last yeah. night would have brought the vibes, man. <laughs> Just trying to figure it out, dude. Yeah. It, trying to figure it out. It's tough to figure out where we go from here, but uh, there is always a direction, at least for uh, this next little month plus stretch here. And that will be a next game. And that is back home opening up the longest home stand of the year. Uh, Arizona Diamondbacks are in town. Once again, we've said this so many times a team they should beat, um, but uh, that is the case. Once again, it's right. Can in we front change of them. it to team they have to beat? Yeah. There we go. I like that. I like the the language tone change there. Um, it, it'll be Johnny Cueto going for the White Sox, so that that does bring some good vibes. Um, obviously, outstanding AL Player of the Week uh, over this last week, and he'll be going up against a guy named Tommy Hendry. Um, Tony, I put this out on Twitter, but um, it is crushing as this all is, and as demoralized as I am, I ain't going anywhere. What am I going to do? Become a Cubs fan? Become a Brewers fan? Become a Cardinals fan? It's not fucking happening. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be out at 35th and Shields on Friday night, and I'm going to be harassing this guy, heckling him. Excuse me. Harassing is probably not the best word there. I'll be heckling yeah, let's, him. Let's not harass people. With Tommy DeVito lines from Goodfellas. Hey, Hendry. Tommy Hendry. It's it's going to happen. They need any help that they can get at this point, so I'm going to try and do that from the third baseline. I, I'm hoping you are. Our guy Sale says broken post game tomorrow with Steve and Tony. But I also just saw a comment come in right behind him. This guy made his podcast debut last night over on Cubs on Tap. We're playing the Diamondbacks. Our guy Brian, who cuts all these nice video clips of us just spouting off about the Sox all the time. We're playing his favorite team, the Diamondbacks. I might try and get Brian on the show tomorrow. Talk about, that... you know, whatever's going on with the Diamondbacks and, you know, the, the White Sox. He's a Chicago guy. He's well, well versed in both teams. Mad Bum getting skipped. So no Ting Hoff on him for four innings. <laughs> Might have to bring Brian on the show tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I, I love it. Shout out to our guy, Brian. So like you said, uh, does great video work here for us here at Untap Sportsnet. But yeah, he, he's a D-backs guy. So I think it'd be good to get a little perspective there as I will be out at the ballpark. Not sure what NWIST's arrangement is, but um, I think that's a good idea. All right, Tony, let's get into some picks to click because all we can do is trudge forward and we're going to. Uh, it's like I said, we can sit here and sulk all night, but at the same time, at some point, tomorrow's going to come. We're going to have to get up and we're all going to go and watch this team again because once you get into this shit, there's no getting out. Mm -mm. There's there's no exiting this until you're in the ground. So let's go. Who's up in the White Sox get a win on Friday night? You know, I'm very impressed with Gavin Sheets right now, Johnny. I know that uh, you picked him last night. I said yesterday that I'm going to double down with you on uh, on some Gavin Sheets. Um, today, and he, he kind of came through in a couple of at-bats. I was really impressed with it. I would say that uh, the advanced scouting report on this guy is he's been working very fucking hard in the backyard. 
Steve Stone was given some credit the other night about how hard he wants to play for his dad. And, uh, you know, I want him to carry that back to Chicago. Uh, that's something that we talked about yesterday. Uh, so I'm going to go with my boy, Gavin Sheets. I know you're going to be in a that's I don't know if he's going to be in the lineup. That's up to uh, our guy, Tony LaRusa. But, uh, Johnny, if if the Sox are down and Gavin Sheets is in the ball game in the sixth or seventh inning, I'm going to ask you, go get yourself a funnel cake and just leave okay. it on your lap. Yeah. And and maybe Gavin Sheets Summon might it. make you flip that funnel cake we'll su- we'll summon into the, the air and cover you in powdered sugar. Gavin Sheets is going to get the job done. We're going to summon it. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Summon it via ballpark food. All right. I like yes. that, Tony. I went with Gavin Sheets tonight. Um, He did have a double, I believe, in tonight's game. So that wasn't a bad pick at all by me. He has been hot as of late, so that's nice to see. All right. One knock on A.J. Pollock's game has been that he cannot hit right-handed pitchers. Well, guess what? This Tommy Hendry guy is a left-hander. Let's go. A.J. Pollock knocking out of the park. Um, I would assume he'll be back in the lineup after being absent tonight. So um, I'm going to go with number 18. I know there's a lot of splits and fan graph stuff that can go uh, against this guy, but uh, I believe go on the flip side of that, uh, as opposed to his like 66 weighted runs created plus uh, against righties, it's close to like 140 or some shit uh, against left-handers. So uh, I'm going to go with AJ Pollock. I would imagine that would be the smart lineup choice, having him uh, back in uh, on Friday night. So you think he's going to get that lead off spot, Johnny? I don't know. I mean, after tonight, I feel like that's kind of up for grabs, but I do believe he will be in the lineup somewhere. I mean, are you going back to Andrew? This is the last thing I want to really dig into. You could, are yeah. you going back to Andrew? Why not get crazy with it? Yeah. I mean, it, it worked. I don't know. I mean, I could, I could easily see AJ Pollock sliding right back in there because um, he, he had occupied that and you're also having the matchup there. So you may want to put, you know, one of your, best hitters against left-handers or guy who's hot or, you know, hits them well, matches up well, um, if you're playing that game. But at the same time, you wouldn't be too far removed. I mean, shit, you go with him in the two spot, right? You want to probably pile up some righties there at the top of the order. Maybe you go a Vaughn, Pollock, Eloy. I don't know. Yeah. One thing that we didn't mention tonight, though, Johnny, is that Yon Moncada left tonight's ball game. Right, yeah, that's true. I was just thinking Yon Moncada in the leadoff spot, but he left. No, no. Might have some problems there. Jake right. Berger also got hit by a pitch in the hand the other night, and he went to the uh, minor league IL. It's Josh Harrison, your third baseman, if Yon Moncada's injured. I like forgot to talk about this because there was a lot that went on. I don't mean to extend the show, but that could be some problems, dude. It's not great. I mean, you don't like to see the injuries pile up. Like like I said, Steve Stone, uh, what he kind of said when he was kind of like baffled by it and outwardly voiced that. I feel like that was something that he was more reserved on earlier in the year. When he said that, that that's when you know it's getting egregious here. And we, uh, we've all known it for uh, the longest time. So, um, Johan, I don't know. I will say that he did stay in the game after that um, for a, you know, at least three innings uh, after the uh, kind of play that tweaked it right when he came in and charged that butt uh, made a nice play to throw uh, a runner out at first base and take away a single there. Um, I don't know. I feel like this is something that may not be long-term, but at the same time, I'm not 
totally confident that we'll see him tonight, maybe even tomorrow. Um, interesting, but either way, it's not not a great outlook for a team that needs all the help that it can get right now. Um, and our guy Sal says, is anyone missing Lurie yet? Um, I mean, to fill in? Sure. Yeah. Art, hustle, I, Swiss I, Army I, knife. I would, I would I would absolutely agree. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want to take everybody to task here, but this is where Lurie should should be is in this situation specifically where you're down a middle infielder your depth charts kind of banged up at third base second base has kind of been a question you had to go sign Elvis Andrews to help you out here are you missing Lurie right now I would Versa- say Johnny, absolutely. The versatility. You're yeah. missing a guy but that has versatility. He, he he was not doing anything at the plate though, so you're not missing anything in that regard. And obviously, um, you know, th- there was a switch hitting sort of dynamic to that, but it really just hasn't shown up there. But in terms of plug and play, Swiss Army knife style, absolutely, sure. Mm-hmm. You, you're missing a guy. It's a guy off the bench that's somewhere that can you can just plug and play. I mean, how many managers have that luxury of a guy that can literally play almost every position that's not first base, pitcher, catcher? Um, you know, he, he does it all other than that, essentially. It's uh interesting times we live in here, Johnny. Interesting times. Yeah, interesting times indeed, Tony. But that'll about do it here for this edition of Socks on Tap. We appreciate everybody that's been in here in the comment section tonight. You can go and join them for future shows on Tap Sports and on YouTube and Facebook. It's where you need to go. Go and like those pages. Jump in here when we go live. We can feature them during the show. Go and visit ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Give us a follow on social media at Socks on Tap and at Ontap Sportsnet. Tony. Hit me with a final word of wisdom before we sign off for the night. I'm just happy that I didn't die during this episode. Um, that's pretty much all I've got to say. I mean, I thought that I would either have a heart attack or alcohol poisoning by the time we finish this. We survive those. We get to watch White Sox baseball tomorrow where we get to play this game again. Johnny, that's you, all I've got. We're not going anywhere. We're here thick and thin. Um, I'll stick with the Goodfellas theme one last time. It's Tommy Hendry on the mound. We're going to be hitting him like bing, pow, boom. You'll see the papers tomorrow. So that's what I've got. Till next time, White Sox forever. White Sox forever. <laughs>